Jean-Paul Sartre wrote that hell is other people. He was right. It is 1.11pm on Friday 20th of September 2030, and I am in hell. Not literal hell. I do not believe in a literal hell. I am a rational person, so do not give credit to stories that have been invented to control the proletariat. I am in the basement of a London office block. It is filthy and smells appalling. There are thousands of these spaces on the outskirts of New London City, empty rooms with basic facilities rented by the month to technology company startups, desperate to squeeze some new program or product from an already glutted industry. The basement that I am in is approximately 1,200 square foot, and in addition to me there are 12 coders, one engineer, one salesman, and three directors sat within it. This is a one-room operation, so the space contains all the company hardware. Computer servers are stacked haphazardly on racks with wires and cables threaded like spiderwebs to various electricity and data outlets. The heat the servers generate is like the strong blast of the midday sun. I can see their cheap Chinese quantum computer from where I stand. It is built incorrectly and will not function for longer than three months. I do not tell them this. However, the substandard computer systems are not what make this place hell. It is the people. The average person expels air from their body around 1,000 times an hour. Each breath consists on average of 78% nitrogen, 13% oxygen, 4% carbon dioxide and 5% water vapour. Combine this water vapour with the typical amount sweated per person per hour and you get a gross figure of approximately 70 grams of bodily fluid expelled every 60 minutes. This is from the average person sitting in a cool environment. The people in this room are mostly overweight and sweating profusely. During the 41 minutes I have been in the basement, the inhabitants have expelled nearly two litres of bodily secretions. The process of precipitation means that this moisture, composed entirely of sweat and breath, has made its way to the ceiling. What goes up must come down, and the combined liquid residue of these men is dripping back down on me like rancid rain. The room is a cacophony of dripping bodily fluids, searing heat, endless and needless grunts of exertion, the constant scratching of pallid excessive flesh, and extreme levels of flatulence. The putrid smell of rotting food and fetid breath surrounds me like a fog. As previously expressed, I am in hell. I'm here to pitch my product, True. True is a technological data harvesting solution. It is sophisticated, innovative, and elegant. This company is none of those things. I knew as soon as the first sweat drop landed on me that this meeting would be a waste of my time. But the meeting is in my diary, so I am compelled to attend. I should have brought a rain mac. I have finished presenting and am answering questions. Having responded to queries about hardware and interface, I am now fielding what they believe to be sophisticated and amusing questions regarding function. So, basically, it just finds you a girlfriend or boyfriend? Boyfriend? What a ridiculous word. 
a word used by imbeciles, people who buy from social media advertisements and those inclined to make a lifelong commitment to someone they met when they were 15. No, it does not find the user a girlfriend or boyfriend. True uses an incredibly sophisticated and precise marriage of datasets and quantum theory to match you to your universal soulmate. I hate using the word soulmate. It makes me feel like a hippie. But my research has proven that people respond strongly and positively to it. There is silence for the briefest of moments. But what if you just want a quick shag? The room breaks into sniggers and I can no longer contain my ire. My face loses its practiced, emotionless veneer. I am done here. I take my prototype from the table, pack away my things, pick up my rucksack, and stride towards the emergency exit. That might be alarmed, squeaks one of the directors. I do not care. I reach the door and push it wide open. There is no alarm. I gulp in mouthfuls of fresh air and lift my face up to the weak sunlight that filters down from the street level above. Behind me, the men shrink back from the outside world. I glance back into the room at them. They are timid and ghostly, like creatures that have foregone the sun to worship their new gods of technology. I too am pale from lack of sun, but I worship no one. I am pale because I choose to be. We might share the same collective name for what we do, but these basement dwellers are nothing like me. They are not pioneers, not prodigies, not polymaths. They will work in this dark place their entire careers. They will never bask in the glow of a genius like mine. My backward glance is a mistake. It entails the smallest of pauses in momentum, and one of the directors uses that opportunity to pounce. He clears his throat. I sigh. I had hoped to exit the building without needless explanations and wasted words. I stare at him as coldly and evenly as I can in the hope that he will hold his tongue. He does not. You... you're leaving? A rhetorical question the go-to of the socially awkward and intellectually inferior. I am finished. So, should we send you our offer? I sigh inwardly. I had hoped the physical removal of my presence would make my decision obvious. It has not. I have no desire to work with your company. He is confused. But you came to us. That was a mistake. I was ill-informed, and this has been a waste of my time. Behind him, the room bristles with ill-concealed anger. How dare I intimate that they are not worthy? Men are so emotional. The director tries one last time. But we have infrastructure and money. I cannot contain the short bark of laughter that escapes me. That will not help. Your infrastructure is laughably inadequate to scale to what is needed. No competent enterprise will want to partner with you, so I'm sure you will invest in the first seemingly viable product you are offered. That product will consume your finances within a year, and I predict your company will not exist 18 months from now. The man's mouth falls open in an almost comedic gape, but I do not wait to hear his response. I leave, slamming the door to hell shut behind me, 
I have somewhere far more important to be. <laughs>